What'd you say? New Greenwich. That's what it's called. Greenwich? This is Maui Wowie. Uh, so <laughs> my favorite movie is that I can't decide on a favorite movie. Press next podcast. Hey yo, I'm Katie, and it's your co-host Corey, and this is the Press Next Podcast. Ah! PMP, hold it down. <laughs> <laughs> what what she say? I'm legally blind. I can't see. Um. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. You know what it is. If you have been here for a while, or all of our fourth wallers. Welcome back, man. Welcome back. Welcome back. And if you're new, this is a podcast about TV shows, documentaries, movies. Today will be about a movie. Um, basically, we review them and we talk about, you know, the themes that kind of come out of them and if we like it or not. And this, that, and the third. We also um, talk about who sponsored this episode. And I don't know who sponsored this episode because we haven't eaten. So We have not eaten yet, but I will I have some cashews. Dinner. Oh, so this episode is sponsored by... None other than the KDG. That's right. Uh, what was your Caitlin's Kitchen? Is that what the name of your what's the name of your your restaurant? If I had a restaurant, yeah, name oh. it. Uh, Katie's Kitchen. Katie's Kitchen or right. Katie's Cooking? Mm, Katie's Cooking. Katie's Country Cooking. <laughs> CCC. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this episode is brought to you by CCC and all of Katie's Country Cooking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> powered by, I guess you could say not brought to you, but powered by. Um, but you want on some news? I, I had to bring some of this stuff up. At least one of them. Last week news. I told you about Shrek. Yep. And some other things, new Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't know if you, I put this on there really for me, but all of our listeners. So, are you familiar with Sonic the Hedgehog? I know him. You know, <laughs> I know him. <laughs> I used to play his games. I could point him out on the street. Right. You know, get some coins. Um, they are making, so they've made a, a, a couple Sonic movies, but now they're making a Knuckles spinoff. Um, and Knuckles is another character in the, in the Sonic series. Okay. So I think Knuckles is played by Idris Elba in the movie. So oh, he's cool. kind of getting his little thing with that. Um, so I'm a little bit lit about it, even though I haven't even seen the other Sonic ones, but I heard they were really good. Yeah. Got Jim Carrey in the mud, so I feel like it's got to be good enough if they're doing a Knuckles spinoff. Yeah. But maybe they're more popular in, like, another country, not just in America. Mm-hmm. Um, so, shout out to them. Also, also, Ari Aster put another decapitation scene in his new movie, Bo is Afraid. Are you familiar who, who Ari Aster is? No, I'm like, that okay. means nothing to me. Explain. Well, let me break it down, because it will. Okay. So, Ari Aster uh, is a part of A24, right? Mm-hmm. What other movie might there have been uh, beheading oh, in? Oh, <laughs> No. And Hereditary, right? Yes. Yeah. So, apparently, there's a new film that's getting all of the rave right now. It's called um, Bo is Afraid. It's starring uh, Joaquin Phoenix. And I don't think it's out yet. I think it's just screening, mm-hmm. but it'll be out soon. Um, and people are giving it, you know what? I can't hate. I'll be trying to hate, but I don't, I still feel the same way that I feel, Yeah. but I really feel like they have found, they found their pocket. It. They have found their, they've hit the, like a Marvel streak. Yeah. A24 is on right now. I was, oh, beef is Beef A24. is A24. Yeah. A24 is on. They've, they found their Marvel pocket. Like yeah. they've. They know what they're good at, and they finna turn up. Yep. Um, but anyway, 
So Ari Aster is directing it. He's, he put another decapitation scene in there. And basically he said, it makes, he said, what can I say? It makes me laugh. So I think that might be like huh. a part of his thing now is like every movie he's in, there will be some sort there of like some kind of decapitation. Uh, yeah. Nothing um, rocked me like seeing that for the first time. I was sitting on my couch with my mouth wide open for a, at least three minutes. I was just. Because I feel like it was kind of early too. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I still don't think that film is everything. And people put that as like yeah, I agree. core great. Like mm-hmm. it's like top cinema. I don't think Hereditary is top cinema. Yeah. I, I think it's better than, um, what's the other one? Midsummer. I think it's better than Midsummer. But I've still never seen Midsummer. I do not think Midsummer is a good film. I think there's things I like about Midsummer. Mm-hmm. The whoever color graded Midsummer deserves to be have a vacation on the beach. Yeah, for I'm sure. sure they got one. They, I mean, <laughs> they did a an outstanding job. The other thing is that I've never done like um, LSD or nothing, mm-hmm. but I feel like they captured what a trip would actually look like. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think, and this is my problem with some of the A24 stuff, is that they get, and we'll talk about it today with the strays, people get so caught up in being visually um, avant-garde mm-hmm. that it doesn't make sense to the story. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I'm just looking at something that looked visually like intriguing, but what does it mean? Yeah. And I don't ever want to be in a movie thinking, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to? Yeah. Be what am I? Yeah. Uncovering? Or not even supposed to. I can't even come up with a thought. You know, <laughs> like if it's art, you go into a museum and you're supposed to, you know, the piece is supposed to move you and you're supposed to feel something, right? At least we feel something. I feel like with some of the stuff, I don't feel anything. I'm yeah. like, I don't. Okay, wow, this is a cool shot, but like, it just wasn't necessary. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't draw anything out of me. So, um, other than that, there wasn't a lot going on in Hollywood this week. However, there was a bunch of trailers that dropped, and I was thinking, man, I could put the trailer in right now and just show you the trailer, but it wouldn't really work for people who are listening. Right. This will be great whenever we get to more video, <laughs> but. um Maybe I'll I'll watch it and put it because there's a trailer for the Boogeyman. A new trailer for the Boogeyman Ooh, came out. I was gonna ask Stephen what all King. trailers. Stephen King. So I watched that one. Fire trailer. Okay. I'm a little bit worried though because horror movies always have great trailers, mm-hmm. but I think it's because they have to, right? Like if you don't, yeah. they have to have a good trailer because then people will go see it. But then typically, what's in the trailer is like not in the movie, and then you're like disappointed. Or what's in the trailer is like the scariest parts of the movie. And so you've already seen it. Yeah. So the trailer was so good, I'm a little bit worried about the movie. Okay. But I like the way they cut the trailer. So whoever did the trailer, shout out to you. And that's the cool thing too, is that if you don't know anything about like film or editing or anything else, Mm -hmm. it's like a whole, a different production crew and editors do the trailers. They it's like a, they might not even be there with filming or nothing like that. They just that's kind of crazy. I didn't know that because they're all marketing based. Mm. That makes sense. Good point. Like a marketing, it's like that. What was that movie with um, oh girl, where she tried to go to London or across the sea? She's from California when they swap houses or something like that. It was like a um, okay, I think it was Jack Black, but I may be wrong. She's in California. Oh, are you talking about the holiday? The holiday. Right. Yeah. That's what she did. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. So it's like that. They're like they're not really. They're a whole different company, a whole different production. They got okay. The movie's done. Now we have to market the movie. Well, what are we? Who are we trying to market to? Okay, we get this firm together. We get the promotions together. They 
take it and will cut it a certain way to, so that it can invoke whatever it needs to invoke mm-hmm. to get. Now, that's not to say that the director and stuff won't have like a, a say in it, but it's like a completely different process. So it's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's what's going on right now in Hollywood. Uh, not are, too much news. What other trailers? Let me look. I should have wrote a list. I should have wrote a list because I definitely watched that one. And then a uh, trailer for like um, Pedro Pascal has a short film out. Um, mm. And then I want to say I saw something for Gran Turismo, which is like a game. Mm. Let me ask you something. Yes. Have you ever read any Stephen King books? I'm sure I probably have. I don't remember which ones, but I think we had to read one for like class in like seventh grade. Mm. I never have. No? No. But also, I'm not like a novelist like that, you know? Yeah. So I might, but now they're just, they're making all the renditions of books and stuff. Yeah. And plus, I don't know if I want to read my horror, right? Mm. Because for me, if I'm reading a horror, I'm making it up in my head. I'm getting the imagery in my head. And that can really mess me up. I had a dream the other night. That, that is true. On you some, dream a lot. Yeah, wild stuff. And I was like, I got to stop, bro. There's a reason why. Now, I love horror. You know this. But you know, I'll be watching it in the daytime. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I need things to happen throughout the rest of the day. It can't be the last thing on my mind at night. Because when I go to sleep, I'm going to have, I like lucid dream and they be very real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, it's very uncomfortable. You dream, like that. you dream pretty frequently. I feel Every like, night. And very vividly. Every night. I remember them all. So I don't like that. So I try to keep things uh, on a come up when I'm going to sleep. And me? You going to sleep. I never dream. The only time I dream is if I go to bed before you and I have like that 30 minutes of sleep before Mm -hmm. you come into the room. And I think it's because I'm anticipating you coming in and waking me up that I'm not really like hard sleeping. I've just like fallen asleep. And in that little period of time, I will have the wildest dreams. Mm. But other than that, like if I don't fall asleep before you or... Um, before you come into the room, like I don't dream just black. Yeah. I dream too much. I actually saw a TikTok the other day. Uh, somebody talking about the hat man. Are you familiar with the hat man? Oh, was it the Benadryl one? Yeah. But okay, here's the thing. No, because I also, I was getting confused. So I, I scrolled. Mm-hmm. He was taking too long to get to the point, but what is that? Like, well, I'm not going to get too deep into it again. Cause you know, but here's what I will say. This is the only thing that interests me about the whole thing. I've never heard of it before I watched the TikTok, right? Uh-huh. When I was a kid, this is the only recurring dream that I've ever had. And I still think about to this day. Because there was a period of years as a kid. I mean, years. Not like, oh, I had this dream once. I mean, it was probably, I had this dream since I was from like 6 to 12. Really? Same dream. Okay. And it featured a man. Couldn't make out his face, dark, mm-hmm. like all black, with a hat. Hmm. And so I had I thought nothing of it. I've always tried to like dream interpretation and everything else. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that TikTok and I was like, hmm. It also featured a rabbit. <laughs> Did it freak you out seeing the TikTok? A little bit. Because you're like, wait a minute. Well, also because it was nighttime and I was like, damn, I don't want to go sleep with that on my mind. But I did. And that's when I had a freaky dream. So this is wild. People, I mean, not to say nothing. There's a lot of people that have a different theories on dreams and stuff like that. But 
either way, I have very vivid dreams, so I try to keep my horror to a minimum at yeah. nighttime. But I do like horror movies, so I will watch them all the time. Like It, I just watched last week. Um, I love them. I should have watched them during the daytime. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Play video games at night or something. I got to put something else in my brain. Right. But beyond that, what you been watching? My, this is my favorite part of the, the show. What you been watching? So, Beef. Continue. Beef. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. I can't wait to, like, yeah. till we talk about it here. And I really want to go episode by episode. I don't know how you feel about that. But anyway, Beef. Beef has been really good. I'm only on episode five, so I haven't watched episode five yet. Mm-hmm. But it's been... I, I I went into it not knowing what it was about. Right. I think that's the best way. Yeah. Not knowing anything about it. The only thing you told me was it's about people having beef. That's it. Very simple. Yeah. So been watching that. Um what else have I been watching? Of course, the the final episode of Love is Blind. Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. This was last night, y'all. We got home. No, the, we we the rushed final, home. Oh, no, the final, final episode was on Friday, and that was the weddings, which some of them did surprise me. But <laughs> yesterday was the live reunion. I'm sure that you've heard of it. It was supposed to be live. Because they hyped. Okay. Here's my thing with Netflix. They hyped this up so much. Mm-hmm. I saw so many ads about it. And for what? Because when it came time, <laughs> there was nothing happening. Not for what? <laughs> I had to FaceTime my friends and be like, um, is y'all's TV doing this or is it just me? And they're like, no, it's not working. Okay, wait 30 minutes. Okay. 7.05 is supposed to air at 7. And here's my like biggest annoyance with the whole thing is Netflix tweeted at 705 love is dot 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 late will be up in 15 minutes okay so that would be 720 okay nine o'clock rolls around and Netflix still hasn't said a thing and it's still not working Mm. somebody said it was working in Canada but not in US I don't know well, I don't know how it would be working in Canada, though, because, well, I don't know, because they said that they didn't go live until the streaming started. But here's the thing. When when the streaming did start, finally, at like, I don't know what time, because it didn't work for me, Um, there were people that I saw watching it, because people were streaming it mm-hmm. on Twitch and on TikTok. Like, people were videoing their stream that way other people could watch it so i don't i don't know what happened and i don't understand how some people were able to watch it but some people weren't Mm. but i also like didn't like the fact that they said 15 minutes and then just went ghost you know right now i feel like companies be doing that and they be knowing like the day when bank of america went down remember that yes and then they weren't saying nothing the whole time like y'all know yeah, we all going through something. Y'all got to say something. Something. Even if you don't have an answer yet, just say... Say something. Yeah. Bro, we don't want to be sitting here just writhing in anxiety. Because then I'm like, okay, well, how long is too late to wait for this? How long is too long to wait for this? You know, because we came home 
from a birthday party. We were like, okay, we're going to be home by this time because it starts at this time and I'm going to eat and have everything ready. And I'm just like sitting, sitting there. And you know what? I saw, some, chicken. I saw some people who threw like a Parties. reunion party, like a oh, themed dang. party, had themed drinks, themed food. All their friends were over. And then they were just sitting there staring at each other. Mm. <laughs> so Not staring at each other. The reunion finally comes out today, and I'll watch it. And I have a lot of thoughts. So if you were not able to watch the reunion, just skip, 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 skip. My thoughts. One, Tiffany and Brett ship. Ship them forever. Second thought. You said Brett. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm. Second thought. Um, I actually like Bliss and Zach together. And I, Bliss? Yeah. There's somebody on the thing named Bliss? Yeah. I love Bliss and Zach together. I think that they're great for each other. I think that they're great for each other. And I love that Zach cleared the room. And I love that Bliss was like, this is my man and I'm going to stick beside him. Oh. And like she was not letting people come for him. And I love Shout that. Bliss. I love that. Um, okay. And then Kwame and Chelsea, very surprised on their whole situation. I'm very surprised that they're still together, but I am happy for them. If they're happy, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. their, their apartment fire panoramic view of the Ooh, Puget sound. Oh, Puget sound. Oh my I know. God. I know. <sighs> it's beautiful. Um, the and, life. I know. And then uh, Vanessa Lachey. Who is that? Oh, is that? Wait, talking about Lachey? Like Nick Lachey? Yep. He was there too. It's wait. their show. Oh, I did not know that. Well, I say it's their show. They're like, yeah, they're the host of the show. So uh, Vanessa and Nick Lachey. Now I heard, I don't know a damn thing about the show, but I, I heard she was biased and not letting them talk. And actually she was causing uh, beef between... Like she was taking up the side of the people who was actually like bad. Yes. Is that what kind of, how are you hosting like that? Yes. And then, okay. So there Look was at me this, knowing a little bit of something. Let me, let me tell you. So Marshall was engaged to Jackie. Okay. And then they broke up and then Jackie went and got with Josh, who was also on the show, but she broke, like she cut things off with him to be with Marshall. So she, Marshall went to Somebody, Josh, and then went back to Marshall? Or she was started with Josh and went to Marshall and then no, they no, broke no. up? No, she went to Marshall, was engaged, broke things off with Marshall, went to Josh, okay. and is currently with Josh. Uh. But it was all like she broke up with Marshall and then the next day got with Josh. But also, mm. like, she... Like, they must have been doing something before. I don't know necessarily. I mean, there was, there was a conversation... Um, where they were all together and she was, I'm not, I'm not saying anybody's a cheater, but I'm just saying the, the way that she was talking to Josh at this birthday party while her fiance was in the room. Mm-hmm. If you were talking to someone like that, you'll smack me up. We would have issues. Slice me, dice me. What were you saying? Well, he was just like, do you think that you made the wrong decision? If you think that you made the wrong decision, leave with me. Because I love you. Blah, 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 blah. But he was in a relationship at the time? No, 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 no. He was saying all this to her. And she was like, she she didn't say I love you back, but she was just like not stopping it, one, because if you are engaged to someone, you need to shut down 
anything that could. Oh, so he's trying to snake in. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. He's trying to snake in. Yes. So, I mean, you gotta. Can you be mad at that? He got shoot his shot. I mean, sure. You can be mad with the girl. Sure, 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 sure. But also, here's the thing: is that like she didn't even tell Marshall how she was feeling because she didn't go to the dress fitting that all the girls were supposed to go to. And someone pulled him aside and told him that like, Hey, Jackie didn't show up to the dress fitting. So that let him know we're not getting married Mm. because she's already out of this Mm. or we're not even going to make it to the wedding. Who, who, who trying to, uh, who, who, who told trying to try to be messy. They weren't trying to be messy. They were trying to give him a heads up because while the girls were trying on dresses, the guys were getting fitted for tuxes. Mm. So it was like, hey, you don't really. Need I mean, a but tux. if they like, like, is the person who told them are they cool? Because if they're not cool, it's a little messy. No, they're cool. They're cool. Oh, okay, they're I'm like, about to say. they're like best friends. It was like a I'm looking out for you type of thing. And it's a girl. No, no, no. The guy oh, told guy. One okay. of one of the girls told texted the... her fiance and oh, said, "Hey, so and so is not here." He told and then the boy yeah. told him, "Like, hey, yeah. man, okay, okay, yeah, yeah." So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the whole thing with Vanessa Lachey is that one, that couple that has been so problematic didn't even come to the reunion. They were on oh, Zoom. So I've heard. They weren't, they were on Zoom and it wasn't even Zoom at the, the like, hey, here's a crowd. We're going to have you on Zoom. That way y'all can talk to each other. Mm-hmm. It was a Vanessa and them conversation the day before. So it was all very one-sided. So it was like pre-recorded. Yes. And it was that part allegedly and they like she was asking just very one-sided questions and the thing that really rubbed me the wrong way with her is that she said what was at what point did marshall push you and was the last straw that ended things hmm that's a wild question that sounds very accusatory yeah why why couldn't you no Yes. Yeah, Objection, your honor. Leading. leading. Yeah. Because why couldn't you just say, what was the last straw for y'all? Right. What ended your relationship? Mm-hmm. What happened between y'all? But you want to say, what did Marshall do to push you? When we clearly saw that this girl is unwell and has broken down several times and is toxic as hell. So, mm, Vanessa, what are you doing? What are you doing? Also. She's starting drama. Yes. Also, she was like going in on everyone like she was in a relationship with them. Like she was the one that was being wronged. Mm-hmm. And she she's was too so close to the, to she the was taking she Yes, but she but she's not because mm-hmm. they have no part in the show other than talking to us in the first episode and then like hosting the reunion. They have no part in the show. So I don't understand why she was talking like she was a victim in all of these situations. But she was like throwing blame at people and just like being so ugly. And it just, it really fired me up. Because how are you, and at one point, somebody like somebody was talking about something and she goes, well, I don't know how I would feel if somebody said that to me. I think well, I saw a clip of that. Nobody, about you. nobody yeah. asked you how you felt, Vanessa. You're about as irrelevant as 98 degrees. Oh, and your and your little pop star husband. They had a y'all are degrees had a so bop, irrelevant. Both of them are bop, so though. irrelevant. They had a bop. Don't don't hate them. I don't hate them. I'm just saying. 
They had a couple of bobs. Actually. Growing up, I only knew who Nick Lachey was because of Jessica Simpson. So, oh wow. Um, yeah, that's tough. Well, so I just I I didn't like the reunion. I don't think it needed to be live because there was nothing to give. They weren't asking the hard hitting questions that they should have been asking because they wanted to bring up Marshall saying something offensive to Jackie, but they didn't want to bring up the fact that Jackie had leaked text messages of her saying that Marshall's gay or that Marshall is a little fruity, has a little sugar in his tank. So Mm, why we're not here for the homophobia, right? Right. So you want to say that Marshall's in the wrong. So the whole thing that came out was that, uh, that allegedly broke the camel's back was that they were messing around. They were going back and forth, like throwing jabs at each other. She said it was a joke that went too far. So he obviously saw, like he knew that she had said that because she was saying it to him. She was like being homophobic towards him. Mm. And, and saying things to him. And he was like, well, you do got a uh, strong jawline. So how do I know that you didn't used to be a man? That's what he said? Yeah. Yikes. So it was just like a joke back and forth. And he was like, I understand that that was a poor joke, like yada, yada. But why are we not both being held accountable for this? Like it was, it was both, you know? Right. And, and Vanessa wanted to and Vanessa stayed on that for so long, but never addressed what led to that. Because what 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 was said before that mm-hmm. for that to come up, yeah. you know? So I don't throwing know. Jabs. That's why you don't throw Vanessa, jabs because somebody gonna throw a haymaker. Vanessa needs to get a new job. My question, my only question though, the whole show, I've seen this a thousand times. What was up with the whole scandal of like somebody touching somebody's butt when it was walking back or something like oh that? Oh my like god! That? And that okay. Here's another thing that I'll say about Vanessa. So there's obviously a lot of things going around TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of videos because it's such a popular show that everybody's analyzing everything. Everybody's posting their thoughts about it. Everybody's doing what the internet does, right? Mm -hmm. And all throughout the reunion, Vanessa would say something and then make a snarky remark and look right at the cameras and be like, you internet people, and go off. And I'm like, the only... Is she addressing the, addressing the internet? She's addressing the fans, which I understand there are things that got like taken way out of context, but here's the thing. That's, it is what it is. That's the internet. Yeah, it is what it is. That's the internet. And not you sitting up here looking dead at the camera, talking shit to the people who pay your bills, because without the viewers, you wouldn't be anything, and this show wouldn't be anything. So... Hmm. Oh... I did not like that. I didn't like the fact that you like five times addressed the internet and addressed the fans and like had these snarky comments the whole time. I just don't get it because here's the thing. I saw several videos about Paul is his name was trying to like him and Micah had just like he said no she left, like walked down the aisle Mm. by herself. So he went to follow her, wanted to talk to her and she was like, uh, I don't want to talk to you. He was like, hey, like, I I love you. I just can't marry you right now, yada, yada. Her friends walk in and she was like, you need to leave. I think you need to leave. So they're all standing in the doorway and he's trying to get by. I think he bumped into her, patted her and was like, oh, sorry, I'm going to squeeze by you, mm-hmm. you know? 
I don't think that he was trying to sexually touch her in any way. And when I saw that theory, I said, that's stupid. You can clearly tell he's trying to get by. I don't think that there was any malicious intent or any like secret undercover love about that. Because guess what? As a viewer, you get to choose what, what you, you feel what you about, feel this, about yeah. the information. So given that information, you can say, eh, that looks like it's a reach. Or, wow, mm, what an interesting a, theory. Yeah. Yeah. But you get to make that choice. And I'm sure that there are just as many people who saw that and said, mm, that's a reach. That are like, oh my God, he is undercover sleeping with her friend. Right. You know? So... I don't like that you. I don't like that she addressed the the crowd the so much. Yeah, I don't do that. Don't do that. I would never like that. No, if just, you're gonna put the art out there, you got to be able to take whatever they're going. Exactly. And as a host, I you need to sit up there and moderate. You don't mm-hmm. need to put your opinion into anything because guess what? We don't care. There's nothing worse than a host, uh, even when it comes to podcasts, not letting their guests do. You know, we came for the guests. Yeah. Like you're just you're supposed to just make the thing move. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh huh. Make the machine go, but let the guests do the pulling. Mm-hmm. So that's my thought on that. And Andy Cohen for the next reunion. Mm. There's so many people calling for their jobs. People are like, y'all need to get them out of here because they're about to ruin the well, show. Well, the internet is very powerful, and I'm sure there probably will be some sort of something. If mm-hmm. it's not a uh, cut ties or move on or whatever, it could just be. They're definitely gonna have a meeting. Like, yo. Mm-hmm. If you host this, you just, we can't have this again. Mm-hmm. And second off, they finna tell Netflix, get it together. We'll go to another. Uh, okay. We'll go to another platform. Get well, it's to, Netflix's it show. That don't mean that, that somebody else can't get the rights. Trust true. me. True. <laughs> That's true. Money, spe- money talks. Money talks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Netflix caught the biggest L. How embarrassing. Get it together. How embarrassing. Anyways. Not, and not on a live. You flick a button, my boy. Mm-hmm. Come on, son. I don't know what wrong what were what went wrong. And everybody was like, oh, the first live event, and this is what happens. This wasn't the first. Chris Rock's comedy special was the first. Yeah. Well, no, they had Dave Chappelle did a live thing too, right? They've okay. had plenty of lives. Well, yeah. And well, I think they had music live events too. Netflix just need to get it together. This yeah. is the first one they just fumbled very bad. Right. And then left people in the dark. And it's so big. That's the thing, is like I really thought after the last season that viewership was going to go down because last season was trash. And I thought that I was just biased because it was Dallas people mm-hmm. and I was just judging them more harshly. But it was trash. Somebody told me today. And this season actually work, revived it. Yeah. Somebody told me today at work that last season just felt like people were on there just to be seen, be seen and like promote themselves. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think y'all kind of this whole thing has kind of sold me on the show so maybe i'll watch next season should. and i'll uh especially hearing you talk about it but you should. uh what else have you been watching anything else um wow that question was so long ago i went on a tangent and i'm sorry i just <laughs> had to get my thoughts out and what better way than a podcast about tv shows um i think that's about it okay Besides wow. the movie that we watched together yes um what have i been watching i've been watching beef as well um, I'm well. Of course, we're watching Power. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, Power. Which is getting a little thick. Getting it's getting thicky thick. 
uh, would love to watch Snowfall, but they didn't drop an episode last week. So, oh really? Yeah, they did. It's gonna be the last episode of the entire series. Oh, so, dang, just let that thing go, man. Not let it go. It's been great. It's, this has been one of the great final seasons of ever of of TV I've ever seen. Nice. Um, they've done the last season really good. So I hope they do the last episode very good. Um, but Power's been pretty good too. Beef has just been really good. I think I'm fi- almost finished episode six, so I'm almost on episode seven. Um, what's her name? Ali Wong. Ali Wong. Mm-hmm. She does a really good job. Is is doing her thing now? We know mm-hmm. nobody can do his thing. I've seen him in a lot of stuff. I haven't seen Ali Wong in in, in much nothing. But the thing is that she's in a lot. She so is I had to do my lot. research on her. Yeah, she's, she's in a lot. In a lot. This, isn't, this isn't uh Ali Wong is new. She's obviously and not. And she's a comedian. She's new to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing a hell of a job. Anyway. <laughs> also think she's very attractive. <laughs> in, at least in this movie. I haven't seen her enough, else, but at least in this, I mean, in this show, I'm like, okay, uh, what's her name in the show? Damn, I forgot her name. Like mm-hmm. Abby or something like that. I forgot her name. I don't think it's Abby. But it's getting thick, though. The show getting thick. Yeah? Yeah, it's getting thick. It's getting, uh, getting real thick. But we watched a movie on Netflix. It's a Netflix original um, called The Strays. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, it came out in 2023. It, it oh, says, I didn't realize it was so new. Yeah, it was very new. came out in February. A black woman's meticulously crafted life of privilege unravels when two strangers show up in her quaint suburban town. Now, this was, like, in the UK, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and let me just tell you, I think in seeing the trailer and seeing the image that was, like, the, you know, like, the poster, the movie poster, mm-hmm. seeing her hair wrapped around her arms, the the name, the strays, it's like, man, is this going to be a movie about, like, an underlying theme of like a black woman's hair and like the strays, mm. you know, but it was a lot deeper. However, as deep as it may be, y'all, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 52%, Metacritic gave it a 58 and I'm around the same. Dang. I'm around the same. So I will say, as we talk about this movie, as, as any, as always, you watch it and, and be the judge of your own stuff. Don't right. let us judge anything. Of course. But for me, that's one of them watch and put on the shelves. And, you know, in 40 years, if it's on Tubi, I might watch it again. Right. Like you watched it, you may never watch it again. And probably forget that it's even a thing. I'm like, oh my God, it's a strays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it pop up. Yeah. It also, this is also one of the movies that gives me hope as a filmmaker and a story writer. It gives me hope because I don't think it was that good. But how do you feel about mm. it? Um, I'd say about a 60. Okay, so we're hovering around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'd say about a 60. Around. Here's why for me. Here's why for me. Again, I think that there are things in the movie that they shot to look like stylish mm-hmm. or look really nice, but they don't really make sense. There's nothing ties it all together, right? Mm-hmm. For instance... Or there's a bunch of things that just happened that, like, your viewers just don't understand. There's a scene. So, basically, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Here is the movie. There is this black woman. It's important to understand she is not just a black woman. She's very white passing. Yes. Okay, very fair skin. She 
takes her natural hair, she puts a cap on it, and she wears a, a wig everywhere. Mm-hmm. She's now living this life where she's married to this white man, and she has two children that are mixed. And in the movie, she is very against, like, black people. As a matter of fact, they're the only black people, like, in their entire town. And, you know, they get bullied for it and everything else because they're different. But they look much like everybody else. They have black features. But other than that, their skin is very fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, this could be the all-American or all-England family, right. <laughs> right? In the beginning of the film, we see that she runs away from another life that she used to have. And then there are these two very black characters who come into the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, with all of the black features, uh, with unbridled natural hair that's just going to be worn like you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i mean they got a black man who got big lips and a big nose and dark skin like they really did the the juxtaposition of uh uh, um, this woman who was trying to get away from her blackness and her and her black kids because these two kids who come in the scene happen to also be the kids that she ran away from right but we didn't figure that out for a while so right i liked that it was kind of like Okay, what's going on? Why is she like frightened every time she sees these people? Right. Like, and she was taking these pills, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, are the pills to stop her from hallucinating? Because at first it just looks like she's hallucinating. Yeah, I thought she was hallucinating at first too. But then she's not. We, it comes to pass that these are her kids. They have found her. They came to you know to get her, talk to her, and ask her like, why did you leave us? You never came and searched for us, and yada yada yada. Um, but then you know she's living an entirely new life now. Um, and so from there, there's a scene where the two, the two new kids, I say new kids, the old kids that are new kids come to the house middle of the night and they start terrorizing essentially the family. Mm-hmm. This is pretty much the end of the movie, but like the guy turns the sink on and he leaves the sink running, just leaves the sink running to where it starts flooding the house. What was it like? I don't understand the purpose of that. What was the purpose of that? Yeah, I guess just to ruin what she has. Like tangibly, like maybe, but like she wanted, they wanted to be there, right? Do you think they was gonna kill her? No, I think they just wanted her to like to sit in what she did. I don't think they were gonna kill her, but I think that they were just like, "You can't. We're here. You can't run." Right. I I just don't understand the motivation. Behind the flooding. Behind the flooding. Yeah. I don't understand the motivation behind the killing of the dad mm-hmm. who had nothing to do. He had no idea. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I just it's hard for me when I'm looking about like through the movie to try to find like what was the purpose of even the movie. Now, there is one question and one big theme. So, y'all, in the end, um, you know, they're basically they're terrorizing this house and they're essentially being kidnapped. The mom, again, finds a way out and she leaves. Mm hmm. So now instead of two strays, there's four. Yeah, she left all four kids. She left all four kids. And my question that I was thinking about kind of took me back to my college days. One of the questions that my, um, you know, one of my professors asked in like a one of my psychology classes, it might have been human development or something like that. And they were talking about a mom who's addicted to drugs mm-hmm. uh, and being pregnant and having a child and who's responsible. Should you lock her up and this, that, and the third? Mm-hmm. My question was, and the only kind of thing I kind of pulled away was that as bad as it may seem, did she do the right thing? 
could you understand her leaving her kids in both her situations? So the first situation, she says, you don't know my husband. He was very abusive, this, that, and the third. That's why she left the two kids, right? Mm -hmm. That's why she left. I don't know if that's to be true. And then we get to see the, the second situation, right? The second situation, the kids come. They literally kill her husband. And they're terrorizing her. They're probably going to kill the, everybody else too. Mm -hmm. So she gets out. Do we empathize with her because she leaves twice? She survives twice? That's a good question. Is it a mother's responsibility to protect her kids at that moment? Well, you know what question I pulled out of it. What'd you pull out? So my takeaway from it was, and I think she actually said this in the movie, why is it so much more acceptable for a father to leave? Fathers leave all the time. Oh, this was a, that was a hard quote. That was a hard bar. Why, fathers leave all the time. Why is it so much, like so much worse when a mother leaves? That was a hard bar. Uh, let's talk about, let's sit on that. Yeah, let's sit yeah, on yeah. that. Because that's, that's like that. the one thing that and it could be my mommy issues but like that was the one thing that I pulled from that movie where I was like that's so true because e even you know it's true dads leave all the time and there's no like responsibility because there's a mother taking care of it and I know that there are moms that leave and fathers take care of it but more likely than not the, fa the father isn't gonna leave before the mother leaves. For sure. Well, let's look at the culture that we live in and the culture that we set up pretty much around the world, right? Mm -hmm. So we know that nine times out of 10, who's going to get custody of the children in any kind of battle? Mother. Mothers, mm -hmm. right? We live in a world where, and I saw, I don't necessarily agree with this, but I thought about this. I'm on a lot of different TikToks and there was this one TikTok video um, talking about how nobody's special. And he he moved into the thought piece of like, why do we treat women special for serving their purpose, which is to like bear children, right? Mm -hmm. If we're talking about like a biblical perspective or perspective, perspective, yeah, right. And I was like, this is not necessarily. It's an interesting thought to have, but my point is that we mothers go through a lot just even in the process of carrying a child and birthing a child, right? Mm -hmm. There's more maternity leave than there is paternity leave, mm -hmm. right? So. Well, and I think that the, also on the maternity and paternity leave is because I think there's a difference because not only do you have that bonding period, but your body is physically recovering. Right, right, right. For sure, for sure. I don't want to take that away either. Yeah. Um, Especially if you had like a C-section. What day is more important, Mother's Day or Father's Day? Mother's Day. I say all this to say the the reason why I believe it's so much more frowned upon when a mother leaves is because we've set women up to be the natural caretakers of everything. Mm -hmm. So if the fathers aren't and they're they're you know what y'all say men are trash <laughs> they trash anyway there's there's no expectation. Right? Mm -hmm. But there's expectation for a mother. And so the question is, how could you leave? Yeah. Like this is, you birthed this child. This child was inside of you for a period of time. Mm -hmm. it, it grew with you. The food you ate in your mouth, your body changed the food for, your, for it. Mm -hmm. You went through pain, pushing it out, 
you gave it life by the food from your own natural breast and you're leaving it. I'm not saying that's how I feel. I'm saying that's probably the, the envisioning behind the statements of why it's easier for men to leave or fathers to leave than it is for mothers to leave. Yeah. I wish that wasn't the case. Well, and I think that it also comes with like, obviously carrying a child for nine months, you just have a different kind of connection and, and and it starts from birth, right? Well, obviously carrying it for nine months, but then at birth, you, your body, the, a mother's body reacts to the child and changes for the needs of the child. For sure. So you'll see different things of like when a baby's sick, the mother's breast milk is a little darker because it has different things in there that are going to help the baby get better. Fighting off whatever the like baby is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighting off whatever the baby's going through. So like it is natural and just in us to become, you know, like it's natural for mothers to provide for their children and have that bond that fathers can't give because especially in the first couple of years of life or the first year, however long people breastfeed or choose to breastfeed is like the baby wakes up crying. Okay. The dad can only do so much. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially if you are breastfeeding because uh, my homeboy told me, I think he, he might be like, you can be moral support, but listen, no, 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 no. Yeah. My homeboy told me, I don't know if you heard this, we was at the party uh-uh. and he was like listen at this point he's got multiple kids and he was like I, we've I, I can't do anything for you right now you know yeah. what I'm saying like the baby wants milk from your teeth I can't I'm going to sleep yeah yeah <laughs> he was like I'm going to sleep like I'm not uh, it, oh, should we both sacrifice or should I go yeah. to sleep and prepare for the morning where you need to rest and I can I can power through right um but I mean, that's, I mean, it's teamwork. Whatever works right. for you, works for you. But I, that's why all of these things I say, I think, is why there is stigma around that, and why it's. But and and even then, if we talk about how like mothers one wouldn't leave their child, they have that feeling. We talk about this situation. Oh, the house is burning down. Who do I save? Right. Mm-hmm. Ten times out of ten, when I speak to women, they're talking about how they're going to save their child mm-hmm. before they would like save their husband or somebody else. And I feel differently. Right. And I feel like the friends that I have that are men also feel the same where some of them have kids. They still would do the same thing. They would save their wife before they would save their kids. And typically when I ask ladies that question, they would save their kids. Yeah. So there's there's something there for it. But then it's like the question that comes out of it is, is was she wrong? For saving herself. At least in the first time she she had two more kids. Yeah. She abandoned hers. The other two, they, who, who knows? They were, she said she gave them to her aunt, but then her aunt gave her up, gave the kids up, right? So maybe she set them up for a good or something that was supposed to be stable, but it, it really wasn't stable at all. Yeah. That's a tough question. I don't know. Because I have... I don't know. I don't think there's an answer to that. Right. Is there ever because, an appropriate because, time where... I said appropriate, not appropriate. I'm sorry. Will it ever be accepted more for a, a mother to leave her child than a father? I don't think so. 
Mm-mm-mm. I don't think so. And it's not, I mean, I don't think anybody should be leaving their kids, but I also don't think that we put enough responsibility and, and, um, accountability on men. I disagree with your first part and I agree with the second part. When you say, I don't think nobody should be leaving their kids. Okay. I think it's some people out there who okay. should be leaving their kids <laughs> up to the right authorities in the, in the right places. What I mean is like, if you, you are... You should just abandon your children. Yeah, like if you are in... Yeah. If, but, if, if there ain't nothing wrong with you, I don't think you should just like up and leave your kids. I think we hold fathers accountable. <laughs> I think there's a lot of methods that hold fathers accountable. In, in a plethora of ways, typically financial. I feel like, um, okay, what else? I'm just saying typically financial. Now, if it, I mean, it, child support really is the only thing I feel like is a way of holding people accountable. And there's people out here that ain't paid child support a day in their life. So, I mean, this is true. And there's people out there who probably could pay child support, but they don't put nobody on child support. Right. So who is the the thing is who's supposed to hold them accountable? And if so, but I think that that can also spiral into anything else. The people out there who ain't ch- paying their child support, are they really out here living good lives? What they doing? Because they, they, if they getting money, they check their money getting garnished. Their wages getting garnished if they on papers. Right. So they either not on papers or they not doing jobs where they're reporting it to the IRS. Mm. So they really just living foul. You know what I'm saying? Or I say foul. They're not living a lucrative life. And a lot of people, at least in my situation, it's specifically close to home for me, are homeless and are 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 drug addicted. And that probably feeds into some of their despair. The fact that they have children and they can't raise them. And even if they could, the money that they would be getting would be would be garnished. Right, so it's it's almost like um, who are we talking about uh, losing weight and food and stuff? And you get to a point where you're just like, well, I'm I'm here now, I'm already here, so like I might as well keep going. Mm-hmm. It's the same anxiety I set behind like you know students who go to class or stop going to class, and then you get like five classes behind, but then you can't go to the sixth class because it's like I already missed five. Mm-hmm. Same thing, right? It's like in their head they see no winning. Right, that's the ultimate accountability. Living within themselves, it ain't. That's not. That's not doing nothing for the mom. It's not doing nothing for the kid. Right. But it's ruining the, the guy. Right. And for me, in that aspect, I'm like, what's worse? That's a good question. You had children. You didn't want to step up to the plate at the time, and you got put on them papers. And because you got put on them papers. And you still didn't have the opportunity or time or whatever to uh, to see it through. Now you're at a place of no return, and you will forever be there, at least until you know 18. But then, even then, if you somehow emerge when your child turns 18, somebody go hit you with them back taxes. <laughs> it's okay. So okay, you're talking. Court required. Things, but societally, we don't hold men accountable the same way. 
All right. Keep going. Tell me more. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's it's kind of like. Okay, you see a single mother with a father not in the picture. It's kind of like, okay, mm, that happens all the time. So, yeah, like we almost expect it. Yes, it's almost expected or it's almost like it happens so often that we it's like. I'm sorry that that happened to you, but. There's a lot of people out here like that, you know, and it's it's not fair one to the mother to have that entire responsibility on herself for sure Two, it's not fair to the kid. And I feel like that's, I almost feel like that gets lost in translation as well, Mm -hmm. is that there's so much like, well, you should be doing this, or he should be doing this, or she should be doing this, that the kids, the kids are getting lost in translation. Like in in this movie, you say, was she in the right to leave and get out of that situation? why not leave with the kids? The, her opportunity was not going to allow her to leave with the kids. Her opportunity was at the door, literally knocked. You know what I'm saying? So she only had an opportunity to get out for herself. You talking about the second time or first time? The first time. So maybe her first time. Remember she said she gave it up to the aunt. Right. So but maybe, were you never checking with the aunt? The aunt didn't even have to tell the kids. Right. But if you... Okay. So here's my thing. I believe in working with some of these women before and knowing some stories, I do believe there are times where the best decision a mom can make for the child is to excommunicado, to give that child up and leave. And there's no amount of closure that will heal that wound for that child mm-hmm. nothing is going to make sense for that child when they grow up until it makes sense for them why did you leave me there it, it was probably the best decision i was a drug addicted broke mother who could not put you in a situation i was in a situation to where i was getting abused and if this person was going to find me and they might kill me and if they kill me they're probably going to kill y'all the best decision I can have is to get away from y'all the furthest that I can is to give y'all to somebody who I believe is the most responsible, who can actually help y'all have a good life and to, to leave y'all. Because connecting with me would be back to square one. Okay. So I, I see that and I understand that. What are your thoughts though on just starting over and creating a new life. And I guess my beef with her in this movie is that she didn't even tell her new family or her husband, this man that you've been married to and started a life with Mm -hmm. and had two kids with doesn't know that you have two other kids. Doesn't know that you were in this situation where you had to flee in like, it's, even if the best thing was to get a, get away and not have contact with them ever again. Mm-hmm. One, do you feel like they deserve some kind of explanation from someone on why the, the kids that she left? Do you feel like they deserved an explanation from the aunt, from, you know, 
a note something of why because they knew who their mom was it's not like they were too young to know well the older brother i think knew but the younger one kind of the the girl was so young maybe it was just the brother kind of imprinted on her yeah um I struggle with the word deserve. I don't think anybody deserves to know anything, right? It's like a privilege to get the information. But here's what I'll say about like- It's a privilege to get information about yourself? No, about, I mean, yeah. Even, like, not about myself. Like, you're going to ask questions like, who's your mom? Hey, where's, I don't have a mom. Who's my mom, right? Think about it from this angle. If I, yeah, if I left and I thought to myself, if I had a previous relationship before and I was in a very dangerous situation Mm -hmm. and I started a new life, knowing that I can't let anybody close to me to figure out how, you know, my old life, Mm -hmm. because what it does is it it endangers my children. I told my aunt that the only person who knows maybe, right? So when they ask, do we have a dad? My aunt knows exposing to my child who I am could expose harm to them. Right. Right. Cause they're going to start doing all the digging, the looking, the Googling, the Facebooks. Oh my gosh, he looks like me. I think he's my dad. They come meet me. And guess what? The person who has been trying to find me has been tailing them. Mm-hmm. Now they find us all and I'm, we're back in danger square one. Yeah. Right. I come to you. I marry you. We have the life that we have. What I feel about you is still true. I am deeply in love with you. I love you. I love the child that we have. I know also that two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. Me telling you about my kids puts us all in risk and my kids again in risk. Because even though I love you and I trust you, one, I I am going to test the waters of our relationships. You may break up with me, but two... Will you then start doing your own stuff because you have questions why? Because you're trying to think, how could this person who I love actually have lived this life before? I need to know more about him. Mm -hmm. You start doing your digging. You open up channels to where we're back to square one. People are back in danger. So I can see an avenue as to where somebody wouldn't. I can see that now. There's not enough in the movie for that, but I can see an avenue as to why somebody would keep something of their past life a secret. And it's not fake. I can't stand when people say that. Like, Oh, it's fake. I, I, do I even know who you are? <laughs> First off, the answer is nobody knows who anybody is. That's true. Right? That's the, the answer to anything. Nobody knows who anybody is. Number two, no. It's not fake. I love you and I still love you. All of this is real. I'm not acting any of this. I just also have this. <laughs> okay? That part was just in the shadow. It's locked away in a ba- uh, box and everything else. It's still a part of, the, of who I am. It's a story to who I am. It's actually the reason why we probably even connected because it changed the fabric of, of who I was at the time and it made me who I am now. So you still know me. You just don't know that part of me. But you still know me. And that's the only thing that's relevant, or relevant, relevant, relevant now. Mm-hmm. So I get that. To her situation just feels like she's just running. Mm-hmm. And she don't. She's avoiding every avoiding. Yeah, avoiding is her thing. She doesn't want to. She would like to just let stuff go away, which mm-hmm. is why she tried to pay them off to like leave. Right. You know, instead of kind of embrace them in. Though I do recognize, I you know, I would have started setting up some other arrangements. Okay, found me. All right, cool. I'm not sending you back to London. I'll give you. How about we do this? This is what I would have did. There's not really space in my house right now. I got to figure something out. 
but I have enough money for us to like rent out an Airbnb. I rent out an Airbnb and I'll come stay with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Or something. So I can spend some more time with y'all and we can figure out a plan to where we, maybe we can all get together. Instead, she gives them money so that they can just go away. Mm-hmm. She thinks she can throw money at her problems. And for me, I was always wondering why she was scratching her head, which was very, uh, it's a very black thing to do. Um, and I, and she did it every single time, like her, you know, she would see her, her kids and it was just like, a, I wonder why she was so anti-black and, and, but that didn't feel like it wrapped around towards the end. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I thought that was going to be the thing. She's just kind of a light skin, white passing. She covered up her hair, even though she would always scratch it. And then the the point where she was most vulnerable and had to be open and honest, she didn't have her wig on, right? Right. So that had to be an aspect of the story, but it didn't feel like it came around, right? That's another good point that I'm glad you brought up because it did seem like it was going to be about her hiding her blackness. Her blackness. But then the kid was like, well, we're black. And I was like, oh, um, so y'all do talk about this. But remember, she kept... You know, she's trying to stop that right there. Right, right. But, so it was like, okay, here's the theme of her hiding her blackness, but in the end, it never came around. Right, and and they talked about like, you know, her daughter had a new hairstyle, and sh- and you could tell that she had like slicked her edges, mm-hmm. and she was like, mm, Who taught you that? Where you learning? When did you? Mm-hmm. What are you doing with yeah. your hair? Um, the son's little Wayne poster. Yeah. She took it down. So like the kids knew that any time that they tried to embrace their blackness, she shut it down. And they thought it was weird. But then that never really went anywhere. Yeah, it never coalesced in the thing. That's why I think it's a 58 or a 60 in yeah. my book. It's just they started to throw in themes that never came together. Right. And the biggest theme was really about her motherhood than mm-hmm. anything else and her avoidance of something. And we never really got down to it would have fared better as a show. Yeah. It would have fared better because then you could have actually you could have developed it more. developed all of those themes. Mm-hmm. Her her um, self hate of mm-hmm. her own blackness, mm-hmm. right? Where that even stemmed from in the first place? Mm-hmm. Um, her avoidance when it comes to her motherhood. Am I having a revelation right now? I'm having a revelation if I keep going. Okay, keep going. But I think it would I, basically. I think it would have fared better in a in a TV show. I thought it was cool to see it from a kind of a UK side mm-hmm. because I feel like we kind of think about crossing the pond and like racism is like not a thing or it goes away or it looks very similar everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, we know it's a we, thing if you know anything about the Royals. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but like the racism we deal with here is the racism they're dealing with over there too. Right. So it was cool to see that like, it, I say cool to see meaning, damn, they're going through the same thing we're going mm-hmm. through. Um, so it, it, I still, I, though it was across the pond, I still feel connected. Right. Um, man, talking about a movie sometimes can make it better than what it was. Mm-hmm. Cause now I'm like, was this movie not too bad? Should I watch it again? I to try to pull out more tropes. I don't think it was too bad. I just was like, I, I just was getting lost in the story. Yeah. Like it just, the things weren't piecing right. together and, and it didn't make sense. Like the water still thing to me still doesn't make sense. Her randomly just throwing up in the water was like, okay, what was that about? They ran a bath. She ran a bath upstairs and just left the bath, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, he must have also known that it was midnight and they weren't going to be able to get no Chinese food. That whole part was just like, it, this is eerie, but like stupid eerie, you but know? they did get Chinese food. Well, later they had Uber Eats from like somewhere else, you know, from like mm-hmm. super duper far away or whatever. Um, 
him going in there to lift weight. Like, you know, oh, we're going to go lift weights. And it just felt unnecessary. Yeah. I agree. That's it. Some of the things felt super unnecessary. The guy on the roof telling him to jump. Mm. And then, you know, the small little... They, You're a man now. Yeah. Bruv. 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 <laughs> um, but y'all watch it and let yeah, us y'all know watch it. what y'all think. If you want to, if if you got time and you're just like, oh, let me put on a movie, throw on the strays. Let us know what you think. Um, beyond that, I'm going to go to Katie's Kitchen. That's right. Time for dinner, baby. Time for dinner. So next time you're watching TV and ask, are you still watching always? Press next. Press next. Bye. Bye.